When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the big events that has happened since our last show was the PDC Q School. For those that don't know, certain players lose their tour cards at the end of the year. So a couple of players actually were playing for their tour cards at the World Champs and missed out. So then you have to go to the Q School and try earn it back to try play on the tour. If you don't get it, you can play on the Challenge Tour and earn a right to win on the tour and win your tour card that way. We've had a bit of an interesting discussion. There's been a few discussions online whether Q School is the right way to go about it. But at the moment, that's how it is. A few of the guys that lost their tour card won it back straight away, which was good. There are a few guys that have not had a tour card before, and there are a couple of guys who have been off the tour for a few years and got their tour card back. I would say the biggest name to get their tour card back, and you'd probably agree with this, is definitely Corey Cadby. 100%. What a great story, bro. Um, off the game for like four years. I haven't seen him play any tournaments in Australia. Then he just goes, oh, yeah, I'll go back to Q school and has has a bad day the first day, I think. Uh, then he gets through to the second round the second day. Um, comes to the second round, has a bad day the first day. Then wins it the second day. He got his tour card back and... That kid's got he's got he's got he's got that X factor. You, you can't deny his talent. So I'll be excited to see what he can do on tour this year. I, I know I knew a few pros would be, you know, be watching and see what he can do. Yeah, well, Corey Cadby. For those that don't know, it was 2017, I think, in Auckland when Kyle Anderson won. He lost to Kyle Anderson in the final last leg. Last leg, and then it was 2018 or 2019. I can't remember the exact year. He lost in the UK Open final to Gary Anderson. Yeah, I think that was the year it was snowed in, and they were playing behind closed doors. But so Corey Cadby is no mug. He's an Australian player, and it's going to be great to have him back on tour because he is a guy that I think he's a former World Youth Champion too. He's a guy that you probably would tout as a guy who has the capability of winning a world title. But we haven't seen him in a few years that he might not be at that level. But what we have seen of him in the past, he definitely is. Yeah, and such a long layoff comes back, has a bunch of hundred averages, bunch of big finishes, and. I mean, there's guys on that tour that will know that he's going to be a problem. Uh, I'll, I'm excited to see when Gilbert Price and Corey Cabby get back on the hockey together because the last time they played it was fiery. And now, you know, when Corey left, then Gilbert became world number one and whatnot. So oh, I can't wait for the fireworks. One thing you did when you were over in the UK, you played on the Motor Series, which we've spoken to you about before. We've had Phil Bars on, who's part, who does some stuff for there as well, Paul Nicholson, another one. The one thing which I found quite interesting was that lots of people that had success at Q School, so uh, look at Aaron Monk, we look at Graham Usher, we look at Josh Payne. So these are guys that won their stages and won, won a day, so they won their tour card automatically. These were guys that regularly featured yep. on the Motor Series. So I kind of look at it and I'm thinking, okay, this is obviously going to a bit of a, a viable option for high-quality darts going forward. It's something that you, you've done... Did, did you get that feeling when you were taking part? Did you did you feel that, look, if I got this opportunity to probably play at this high level more often, I probably would 
lift my game. Yeah, 100%. Um, and the standard. I mean, uh, Dylan Slevin, who I played over there on the finals night, um, he was the highest ranked on, on the in the UK tour ranking, uh, pro, um, Q school ranking. And, man, they've just got a bunch of them. And when you get in the motors and you're playing first of four, the world's watching. It's it, it's the closest you can get to the pro tour without being in the pro tour. And, you know, especially for our international players. And then, like we said, ADC in Australia is offering Modus World Series, uh, Modus uh, spots to go over, fly over, and, and, and compete in that. So uh, there's plenty more opportunities coming. And I think Modus can be a big factor in closing that gap, like we said, with the world champs. What about the ADC? What did you like about playing in that? It's something that has started a few years ago and it's slowly developing over in this part of the world. Yeah. What, what were your initial thoughts about playing in it? Uh, just the quality of the field. Um, the players over there uh, are back in the back in the tournament, back in the people behind the tournament, and um, yeah, that's what I, what drew me to it was uh, the quality. Uh, the prize money was was up was on par with, with everyone else's and other big tournaments in the country. And yeah, I if, if you're a competitive dart player, you just want to play where you're going to get the best competition. So. If a majority of, 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 of the talent wants to go to a certain area, I'm, I'm just going to go chase that because I just want to get better just like they do. Well, the other cool thing about uh, going back to Q School as well, uh, Christian Perez, the first Filipino to play on the tour, and also from France, Jacques Labre, who many thought there was another Frenchman that everyone thought would probably get a tour card first, but Jacques got their tour card. So we've got two new countries represented on the, on the Pro Tour, which is great. Uh, and then there's some other big names there. We say Ronnie Hybricks, the brother of Kim, is back. Jeffrey Deswine has his tour card back. Uh, Nick Kenny, Keegan Brown both got their tour cards back. So you kind of look at the guys who won their tour cards, and then over the last few days, they've just had the Challenge Tour. And you kind of look at the, the depth of players just in that, and that's not even on the Pro Tour. And those guys no. play to earn the chance to potentially play on the Pro Tour and win a tour card at the end of it. The standard of that is just incredible as well. Right. Crazy. Over 800 entries to Q School. Um, some people don't know the only way to play in the Challenge Tour is to attend Q School. If you don't play in the Q School, you don't pay your entry fee, you don't get access to the Challenge Tour. and. Hmm. Yeah, so that's that's how the pathway works. You go to ch- some people just go to Q School just to get their their card to uh, the Challenge Tour to be able to compete. So, um, mate, there's been plenty of uh, players that are knocked on the door. I think even Cody Harris was when he was doing the Challenge Tour. I think he was one or two points off from getting his tour card through the Challenge Tour. But yeah, I was actually not, like that. I was actually talking about this on Twitter. So on the Challenge Tour in two. Thousand and I've just got to get the numbers up in front of me. Twenty eighteen, he finished third overall. Yeah. He won one event and I think he reached two finals. He was only he was very short. And then I think it was the twenty twenty Q school. He did it in Germany. He lost to Dirk van Dijdenbode in the quarterfinals. I think it was, I think it was twenty twenty. He lost in the quarterfinals. If he'd won that game, he would have got his tour card. But because yeah. he lost, he missed out. And I think it was actually the same on. On the challenge tour as well, he lit, I think there was like a couple of guys that he needed not to win on the, yeah, final, on the day. final day, and I think it was Ted Everts that won it, and then he ended up finishing high. And so, look, it's it does have its purpose. Yeah. You have you ever played any challenge tour events? Nah, no. nah. I had to come home last time from the um, isolation, but um, hope I made the final and, and won after we did Q school last year. 
Um, but yeah, massive fields, mate. So just quickly on Q School, is there anything that you'd potentially change about it? Because uh, I, I, I believe, and I think many others believe that potentially they should almost scrap Q School, or you can do Q School to kind of earn your right to play on the Challenge Tour, and you can win a tour card that way. But they also should have regional spots for tour card holders as well. So let's say for here, you'd do a combined Australia and New Zealand one. Yeah, you play in tournaments overall, can win a tour card, and you do one for the Asian, the North American, etc. Yeah, the game's going yeah, like the big leg that we've seen with uh, Michael Smith and Michael Van Gogh, and the more co- coverage it's going to get, the more people are going to be interested. And you can't be doing Q School where you pay an entry fee, then you're going to end up with two thousand players that are playing for thirty odd cards. I feel like if you want to be a global sport, you need to have global representation across the board and. Even if it was a, 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 a Q school type of setup, but they had qualifiers back in their in their home states or you know regions or whatever, and then say you'd say like say four from New Zealand, eight from Australia, and then you just go maybe eight from America, and then you just come all together. Maybe there might be sixty four players that are qualified through their region come in playing for the other thirty something odd cards. You've done Q school before. And you know exactly how hard it is. Of course, I haven't, but I've seen how hard it is. Yeah. But even though it's hard, you also sometimes need a little bit of luck to go your way. Yeah, 100%. I lost to a guy who averaged 100 against me, and then the very next game he averaged 72. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the story of a professional career, mate. Oh, mate. People just get up, they just get up against me and they just see an opportunity to... But isn't that a good yeah. thing though? Because it obviously they obviously see you as a threat. Yeah, man, that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm getting confidence from that. I'm getting confidence in people trying to manipulate certain moments in the game to to try and change my mind because they don't want me. That's how I feel. You know, they don't want me to be in my peak kind of mental state. And I just go forward. I'm just be confident with everything. And mate, when people know your name and over there and and, and that kind of stuff, it's just yeah, it's pretty exciting, bro. I feel like all the ingredients are there. I just gotta start learning how to cook them. Big rigs cooking, eh? Big rigs cooking. 